right choice for conservative talk radio. AM 770, KTTH Seattle. Always always on at KTTH.com. The following is a paid program on this station. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Retirement Freedom, a program about how to realize your retirement dreams with your hosts Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter and sponsored by SC Financial Group, an independent advisory investment firm located in Bellevue, Washington. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions, not just about wealth accumulation, but also about wealth distribution, how to grow your money, how to keep it safe, and how to plan for retirement. The lines are open so you can call in and ask your financial and retirement questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And now, here are your hosts for Retirement Freedom, Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter. Well, good morning to everybody. Shane Kloniger here, Susan Carter. Hey, good morning, everyone. And uh, welcome to the show, Retirement Freedom. You can call into the show if you like to, 800-465-8770. It could be any financial question you like. I'd be happy to take it and do the best we can. 800-465-8770. We are live here on the morning of the 2nd. And uh, if you want to learn more about us, uh, we have been on the air with our show, Retirement Freedom, here in the Puget Sound area now for in our ninth season. Uh, and uh, if you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com. While you're there, you can read about our bios, Susan, myself, uh, the other crew. Also, while you're there, you can find out we've got a workshop coming up at the end of June. You can sign up for that right here at uh, at our offices in Bellevue is where mm-hmm. we're going to host it. So you can see all the information on the website, scfinancialgroup.com. If for some reason, any point in time, uh, you want to go ahead and sign up for a, uh, uh, a consultation, uh, you can do that also at our website, scfinancialgroup.com. You can also leave us a message, 425-451-2950 is the number to our Bellevue office. Once again, that's 425-451-2950. While you're on the website, what you're going to find there is also our weekly posted white paper that we put up on a whole range of different topics. Uh, This week, what we're going to talk about is growth versus value investing. What's the difference? I think we've been in the bull market for so long, we're forgetting that there's another style out there that sometimes does help uh, cushion a little bit of the blow. It depends upon how you have your portfolio uh, set up. But Susan, uh, one of the things I think that does come into play, though, is regardless of whether you're a growth, a value, a combination investor, or whether you've, you don't want anything to do with the stock market, uh, you still need a good financial plan, a good start point, starting point for your design work. Well, if you don't have a plan, you don't know what you're planning for. And in that case, you're, you're chasing whatever um, is, is appealing at the moment mm-hmm. without an understanding of how it's going to a- affect you in the long run. Simply put, you you better sit down and figure out what you're trying to do with your money over time to be able to uh, pick the right kinds of investments to make that happen. I I think it's a complex equation anyway. It's a long algebraic equation, and any of us who had algebra know that uh, more than one variable can be difficult. So now let's throw 10 variables on the the line. What about your Social Security? What about your pension choices? What Are you married? Uh, How does that affect your spouse? How does it affect you, your spouse's decision? How do the recent changes in taxes, tax laws change? 2018 changes. Your strategy. Uh, You you take all of that into account. Plus, we throw in 
into that really complicated 10-year span of all these other requirements. Uh, 59 and a half, you can access your IRA without the 10% penalty. 62 is the first age where you can approach for Social Security and say, I, I think I want my money now versus all the way up through age 70. So you basically have an eight-year span there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Medicare coming up at age 65. And then you have your required minimum distributions well, out wait of your IRAs. You forgot about uh, in between there is the full retirement benefit for Social Security, which is depending on which year well, you were born. That's in my 62 to 70, but yes, yeah. you're correct. Well, that's true. Uh, but but then you also have uh, age 70 and a half, which is your required minimum distribution. So when you're looking at that, that time span from 59 and a half to 70, oh, don't forget also that if you separate from service at 55, you can also, and you keep your 401k, by the way, you can, you can access that without getting the 10% penalty. So if you are between the 55 and 59 and a half range and you are retiring early, you need to recognize the fact that you do have, do have that, that opportunity. Here's an, here's one more thing I'm going to throw in because I've seen it twice this week. Yeah. And it, Last week, we did that show on what what not to do and what to do if you're going to have an IRA rollover. Yes. Twice this week, I've talked to people who didn't know about that and were and received an inherited IRA. Mm. And, did, yeah. and, and instead of getting good advice, simply cashed took that out. money, cashed it out, and had to pay huge tax bills on it. Yeah. So that's the other thing that comes along the way, and that's why having a financial plan is important, is then you're working with someone and you're understanding these things, and when life yeah. throws you either a, a, a wonderful thing or you know something that comes through awful circumstances like an inheritance, you have, you have an understanding then how to strategically place that money without losing a huge piece of it instantly. Yeah, and if you have a question, uh, when we're going through these different topics, if you have a question and it applies to you, feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call. We will take the call live uh, and go over in more detail whatever we're talking about. So if you maybe you have an inherited IRA or consider an IRA rollover, you're not sure what the consequences would be. Uh, and it, it matters whether you're a spouse or a non-spouse yeah. in a lot of these scenarios. Uh, 800-465-8770 is the number you can call in, and we'll and take your call live. Go ahead. Sue. Yeah, and please do, because it just breaks my heart to see someone who, you know, it's like a $70,000 IRA inheritance makes that makes or breaks the difference in the quality of their life and they don't get decent advice and it's too late now because you know it's all water under the bridge Mm -hmm. that's a lot of taxes to have to pay for that person in one year well a lot of people don't realize that there is a an idea or a concept where you can stretch out your tax deferral between generations and they just assume well i guess i have to cash this out because it's not my ira uh there are a lot of options that you can handle in there. Also, if if you own annuities as well, whether it's in an IRA or what's called a non-qualified annuity, which means that it's not in an IRA, but it still gets tax deferral, there are ways that you can extend that through non-qualified stretches. So be very, very careful when you're taking these lump sums of money. Find out all your options. Make your advisor explain all the options. And if you're not getting a good explanation, we'll call us and we'll explain it to you. Right. But most importantly is understand what your different options are because when you're dealing with this planning and you're trying to figure out, can I retire earlier? Can I retire with more more wealth? Can I pass on? Can I spend more money during my retirement? And the way that I'm doing my planning, can I leave probably the same amount of wealth to my kids anyway? Uh, you have to understand all the combinations of what you're allowed to do 
when people pass away. Uh, that includes also tax harvesting along the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these little types of strategies based upon your different accounts can have these monstrous effects on the amount of assets that you leave behind, especially when you're dealing with Roth IRAs, Susan, or, or Roth 401ks. Right. Um, understanding that if it's in a Roth 401k and you leave it there, you have to take required minimum distributions. If you don't, it's a 50% penalty on some money that you could have just rolled to your own IRA and never had to deal with it for the most part because there's no required minimum distributions on it. So understanding your pots of money and how you want to move them around during your retirement is absolutely crucial. And we're not talking about fees or performance or any of these other things. We're talking about pure design work and just using the knowledge that you have to, to keep yourself in alignment. And it's not just well, once you're retired, it's, it's doing the planning for your future retirement. And mm-hmm. it absolutely does not matter what age you are. Putting that plan in place and understanding all of these things early on and working with an advisor who's going to, in your best interest, help you make the right kind of an account design. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about ta- the, you know, the tax favorability of the account and mm-hmm. what purpose you're going to put it to coming to our topic, growth versus value. There's a lot that goes into it early on. So don't just think that of planning for retirement is something you do after you've accumulated your money and you're, mm-hmm. you're about ready to give your notice to your employer. Everything you, know. you do matters. You know, and one of the biggest mistakes that I see is I see people uh, not looking at every angle of their portfolio and every angle of their estate planning. Uh, and I think that's really crucial. I mean, you know, if you've got the CPA, your CPA, your tax attorney, or you're doing your own taxes, I guess you can do that. But then your estate attorney and your financial advisor, you have to make sure that you're introducing everybody. Uh, and the reason why is you don't want one professional to make assumptions that something's being done properly with the other professional just because they know that you have an estate plan or because your estate attorney hears, hears you have a financial advisor. They don't know whether I'm titling it properly or helping the client title it properly. They don't know what my intentions are with the IRAs. Uh, they don't know what our intentions are with the non-probatable assets. Uh, you know, so having that, that connectivity and that, that discussion could save a lot of issues, you know, save from a lot of, of, of issues occurring later and mm-hmm. in, in down down the road, whether it's retirement or even before retirement. Right. Um, I think that a lot of times we always think of retirement as this number. When we hit it, I'm going to get all my planning done and, and everything's going to be okay. Right now, I just got to go to work and just do what I can. And just, you know, keep throwing money into my 401 and, you know, just keep accumulating. The design work and the way that you're doing it is important because there are many types of accounts that once you do that and it builds to a certain number, you don't have a lot of options at that point in time. Uh, you know, because of the capital gains and the way they work in these different accounts, you might be locked into something that you don't want. Uh, it's all great in a bull market when you're locked in with those capital gains. It's another thing when you're watching your account go down, but you're afraid to make a change because of the taxation. So jump ahead of it, do the proper design work and, and build enough flexibility for yourself that you're handling all of this just with the design work that you're doing. And, and I really believe that uh, estate attorneys are well worth the money uh, because of what potentially could happen. I think it depends on the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, some clients don't need it. But most people... In terms of the estate attorney. Of the planning. longer-term estate yeah. planning with trusts, et cetera. Right. 
Uh, but there's other there's other things involved there, power of attorney, health care directives. You know, we, you have to cover all of these because it's the one thing. This is what I've learned after doing this, being in the financial services over 30 years. It, it's the, the one the one thing that you don't do that will be the problem. <laughs> Needless to say. I, I'm sorry, but because that's, you just, didn't do it. that's just the way it works. So it's that one thing that you didn't do. It's that last little bit of detail that you didn't get to that causes the issue. And it may be something you were, you didn't even know you didn't get to because you were on the, the do-it-yourself plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there are times when it's great to file your taxes on your own using software or the volunteers at the library. And then there are times in which, as an advisor, I say, this is the year if you're going to spend the money on a CPA, this is the year. And I would say, for example, when you inherit a lot of money, that's, an, that's one place. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding the tax implications. And advi- you know, we understand it, and we can speak to it from a financial advising standpoint, but sometimes you need to get that second nod from the CPA going, yeah, this is gonna. This is gonna. And I can run the numbers and tell you the difference between what they're advising and what you're thinking of doing. And here's the thing that everybody, you know, if I'm looking at a CPA and a state attorney and a financial advisor, as long as you stay in your lanes, right, and not try to do the work of the other professionals, you're probably okay. Yeah. But what I do see is I see this overlap sometimes, and you're going further down the road on things that you might not realize. Um, I had this happen recently with an estate attorney who made an assumption on a beneficiary form because they do estate plans all the time. And no, you're not right. What you put down on that form, the way it's going to go to the married couple is not good for the married couple and the family. And so you have to also work with professionals that are willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I think this other person does add value because I don't know everything about what they do. And hopefully you pick advisors who play nice, who want to talk to one another, exchange. This is why I was doing this. This is what I'm thinking. And the other advisor says, I understand your intention. And did you know that this might happen. And if I'm and, wrong, tell me. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, tell me. You tell need, me, but tell me why. Yeah, but you yeah. want your advisors working together for you. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, but I just think it makes it stronger for not only the individuals, them and their spouse, mm-hmm. but their entire family, including other generations uh, and extended family. And we're not talking high net worth people necessarily. No, 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 we're no. talking all net worth people. Um, and, and it's so important that you know when it's time to buy advice mm-hmm. that's quality. Uh, you know, Because so often if you try and, and do it yourself at the wrong moment, that is, that is that one last thing that you were just alluding to that you didn't know because you didn't know yeah. and has, has totally consequences you weren't planning for and there's a lot of a lot of folks that do know but they just never get to it yeah uh and that's that that's even worse when you just you know i should i should have i should have taken care of that and i thought about it 10 different times but i just never got to it and it's the one the biggest mistake that you might have made so right. those are the things that and that, i'm not just talking about from our side right. of the table but also from other things that we see that should we, we see this too from the trust side mm-hmm. uh where the titling of all the property that was mentioned for the trust actually wasn't changed over right that's a great example uh, it's too late uh, you know and that's late. why in our routine um reviews as well as when we're first getting to know clients we're asking questions about things that go beyond just 
what kind of an investor are you? We're looking at where are your risks mm-hmm. in life. You know, so we talk about let's let's see. Yeah. Do you have adequate life insurance? You know, are you know what what amount would be proper? What kind would be proper? Are are you divorced and do you have old four hundred one k's that you haven't changed the beneficiary for? Oh boy, on? yeah. Uh, actually, that happens a lot more than you realize. Right. Uh, people pass away, or that uh, happened in my own family. Uh, somebody had uh, had passed away and they had not changed the beneficiary on their life insurance. Uh, you know what? It went to the ex spouse. There's no, there's no way around that stuff. Anything that doesn't go through probate and is listed on those forms, there's a reason why they have those forms. Yeah, and that's why to avoid challenges. And that's part of what I think a good financial advisor is doing in their planning work is not just creating the structure for the the growth of your accounts, but looking at how to leverage and how to keep on track all of the things that are in your in your possession, your home, your life insurance, you know, your four hundred one k. Even if we don't manage all of those pieces, those are huge pieces that make a huge difference to the way a person's finances are going to go over life. So it should be a part of that. The other thing I was going to say is, is that, um, with the, with the financial planning, it, it really is necessary for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not just for people who have accumulated X number of dollars. And I love, the way we work here because we work we have a great team of people here that can work with people from all asset levels and it i just want to encourage you the sooner you start with investing based upon a good financial plan the better your investments are going to be able to serve you susan let's take a break when we come back uh we're going to talk about growth versus value investing what's the difference do you know you probably heard the terms all the time Probably don't know what it means. Most people don't. We're going to clear that up for you. You're listening to Retirement Freedom on AM 770 KTTH 800-465-8770. So with Shane and Susan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. This is your opportunity to get impartial answers to your questions from Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane and Susan will be right back. Hi, this is Susan Carter from the Retirement Freedom Show. You have two choices in building your retirement nest egg. You can go it alone or seek the advice of professionals. At SC Financial Group, we take great pride in the amount of time we invest in educating each one of our clients. We believe a well-educated investor who continues to learn about their individual portfolios, taxation and income needs has less fear of these same topics. We also believe with less fear of the unknown, better decisions are possible. Don't run with the fearful pack. Come to our educational retirement workshop and let us build your knowledge base and confidence. Our next Planning for Retirement workshop takes place on Thursday, June 28th at 6.30 p.m. in our Bellevue office. Call to RSVP 425-451-2950 or go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and sign up today. Once again, the number to call, 425-451-2950 or our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Securities offered through Cataray Grant & Company, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Shane Kloniger. I hope you've been enjoying our show, Retirement Freedom. Whether you are a new listener or have been listening to us for years, I hope the show has been helpful. We have covered many topics over the years and have had some great phone calls from listeners seeking a better understanding of finance and investing. 
The one common denominator is a search for clarity and understanding how to put together a great retirement plan and strategy. Guess what? You can have access to our financial knowledge in person as we offer a complimentary retirement analysis to help get you started with a clear understanding of where you sit on the financial roadmap to retirement. Let's tackle this together. Call us at 425-451-2950 to set up your complimentary consultation in our Bellevue office or visit scfinancialgroup.com to learn more. Once again, the number to call is 425-451-2950 or visit our website at scfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to Retirement Freedom here on AM 770 KTTH. I'm Shane Kloniger. Susan Carter, my longtime co-host here with me. Over here having way too much fun. In our ninth this season. blue sky Saturday. Uh, 800-465-8770 is the number to call in. If you have a question, uh, please do. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. You can go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com. If you're trying to figure out what SC stands for, it actually just happens to be both of our initials. Susan Carter, Shane Kloniger, so it just worked out that way. S- no fight there. No, no, that was an easy one. Uh, scfinancialgroup.com. And while you're there, you can find out we've got a workshop coming up at the end of June. Uh, we also have some, uh, you know, a lot of information on there that I think would benefit you if you just follow along on the website and read all the different publications that we put on there. And don't forget to sign up. We have a quarterly, or excuse me, monthly newsletter now. now. Yeah, Yeah, it's monthly over a year. You'd think I'd have gotten that one through my head. But uh, it's a great newsletter. Yeah. Yeah, We always have at least four or five different topics on there. If you follow just the newsletter, uh, you're going to get a good blend of investment and financial planning type of topics. Uh, we have some insurance topics on there. We have some general financial type things you should know about security of your credit cards and things like that. But for the most part, we're really sticking to the financial planning and the investment side. So uh, once again, you can sign up for that at scfinancialgroup.com. It's simple to do. You just literally put in your email address. Also, just so you know, we're not using that as a way to prospect or anything like that. If you sign up, you're getting the newsletter. Uh, and if you want to come in one of our workshops or you want to come to see us, you can do that. But there's no obligation, and you will not be contacted if you are on that <laughs> list. Uh, so once again, that's scfinancialgroup.com. You can also just call our office if you need some help. The number is 425-451-2950. The great thing is is that's not an 800 number across the country. You are actually working with us directly here in the Seattle area and we got a great office. we got a great team here, you know. I, I love the fact that we have the ability amongst us, if someone has a question or a financial emergency and they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what do I do next, we will we will really try hard as a team to, to find one person who can work that through on the phone with them and help them get to what do I do next. So don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call us. You know, it's not... It's not like you're just going to be calling to set an appointment for three weeks from now for something, although a lot of folks do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying, not only on the radio, but five days a week when our whole team is here, we really want to help you if you're stuck with a question or you don't know what to do next. So, you know, it goes beyond the radio. Yeah, if you call the office, one thing I do know is you will be helped. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody on the team will help you in the moment if that's what you need, if you need to come in and see us. If it's more complex, we'll ask you some questions so that we can be prepared to not waste your time either with, hey, get to know you, and, well, what, what's your mutual fund scenario look like? That That's not what we're doing in our office. We're, we're building our financial planning on the front end, meaning we need to figure out what's going on and how you need to be helped. Then we'll take a look at the investments and some of the other things. But for the most part, that is really the way that our operation works. That's the way it's been that way for quite some time. So uh, once again, if you want to call into the, into the office, feel free, 425-451-2950. And in the meantime, if you want to call and actually talk to us live today, because if you call the office, we're probably going to return your call on Monday. Well, but- we got we got a couple lines open right now. One is just filled up, so we're going to go to Miriam and Snohomish in a moment here 800-465-8770 is the number to call in you could get next in line uh let's go to uh Merriam and snohomish hello Merriam, can you hear us yes i can oh great well hey uh, hoping you're having a nice day a beautiful day okay. out <laughs> how could we help out well uh, my husband has a 401k mm-hmm. uh which he he's thinking of take withdrawing um enough money to to pay our mortgage off early. Okay. And we have a $200,000 mortgage at 3.35 interest, and it's a 15-year mortgage. I called the company yesterday, and they said, over the course of 15 years, we will have paid about 27% interest. So okay. um, on the 200000 we will have paid $55,000. So my husband and I are thinking that if he took out money from the 401k and just paid off the $200,000 mortgage, mm-hmm. then even though we have a huge tax hit, that maybe it would kind of break even because we're no longer paying that $55,000 in interest. Sure, sure. I understand On the question. other hand, everybody tells you don't take money out of your 401k. Mm-hmm. And the other issue right. is, of course, every year for paying interest, we get a tax deduction. Right. Right. And Let me ask you a couple questions real quick. How old is your husband? 65. 65. Okay. He's very motivated uh, not to have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? What we always say is there's two sides to this this equation. One is is the black and white calculation financial qu- equation of what is the right thing to do from a number standpoint. And the second is is from the heart. Uh, you know, some people just want to have their mortgage paid off. Uh, because they've been through different scenarios in their lives where it's just, I want that done before I go into retirement. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of touch on both. Yeah. But from a financial standpoint, based on the interest rate that you have, the other thing you have to look at is what type of an investor are you guys? I mean, are, are, has the allocation in the 401k, is it super conservative or is it kind of balanced? All of our, all of our investments are super conservative. Okay. But, um, um, so do you know what the average rate of return has been in the 401k, let's say, for the last, uh, even this last year? Will help me get a gauge on what you're, how, where you're sitting as far as how conservative you are. Five to seven percent. Okay. So obviously with the stock market of where it's been over the last year is that you have a fair amount of money, probably either in bonds or in, in one of the money market accounts inside the 401k. Uh, you also got, obviously, in addition to that, you also saved taxes when the money was not not added to the W-2 form when you paid taxes, correct? That's You kind of mentioned that. Uh, also, the 
if I just compare the rates between the 5 to 7% tax deferred versus the 3.35, I also have to make an adjustment based upon your tax rate as far as what you're also getting in advantage of keep deferring, meaning the money you would have paid to the IRS it keeps on compounding. Right and now we're in the like 12 to 13% tax bracket. 12 to 13%. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, if I, and let's just, we'll just keep the, we'll just say 6% as kind of a mid range number. So, what we're trying to do is figure out what the true cost is of this. Right. So, here's the thing is that 12 to 13% tax bracket is not going to be there once you take out that huge amount of money and it all comes out as ordinary taxes, ordinary income. Sorry, it's going to be applied to your, your ordinary tax rate. So, Based on that, you also have to make the assumption that the, some of the money you're taking out is going to go to taxes, and you're going to have to do it at a higher rate. So you'd have yeah, to I figure that out as well. I the 2018 tax bracket, and supposedly mm-hmm. we'll be at the 22 or 24% 22%. tax bracket. Okay, and perfect. That's, uh, that's, that's including the additional 250 It is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing is now you're down another, uh, what, $40,000, correct? So now you're down f- about $40,000 out of the 200. So now you're down to 160. Now you take that and you apply that. Here's the problem though, is right now is you're doubling the rate that you're actually would be paying on the mortgage. And so even if you weren't a little, little more conservative, you're still ahead of the rate that you're paying on the interest. And the why, difference why, here. Why do you say I'm doubling the rate? Because I'm a financially, I'm a financial novice. So make it simple. I'm sorry. Uh, so what I'm saying is, if you're paying a 3.35 percent mortgage, yes. correct? Yeah. And you're currently in the 401k, and uh, your husband's 65. You're currently earning between five and seven percent from the last yes. year. Okay. Yes. Is that right now you're probably earning almost double the rate that you're paying in interest? And yeah, that, but, that 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 rate it's that rate at 6%, let's say, okay, that you're earning is also on the 200, not the net 160 that you would pull out to pay off the mortgage. So it actually from and once again, remember what I said at the beginning is is one parts the heart and the other parts the the black and white. Oh, from a financial the car, What's the that? thing is simple. I mean, I understand okay. that. I'm really only interested in the black and white, which I, of okay, course, well. don't understand. The problem well, I'm well. having with is this. The mortgage interest, yeah. of course, the mortgage is front-loaded with interest. Mm-hmm. And because it of that, it's not really a flat 3.35 that I'm paying. No, I understand. And therefore, I'm thinking 27% total interest it's probably just yeah. about as much as I'm going to have to pay in taxes. Sure, sure. So what you have to do, if you want to see it in a in, that, in a visual standpoint from month to month, what you do is you have to run an amortization schedule and show it as it's coming out month to month and then show your 401k at those amounts without the taxation and show those amounts. And when you'll see a crossover point, so when you see there, Miriam, is you'll see a crossover point where the two will actually equal out, meaning that you'll you'll be able to write a check out of the 401k to pay off the mortgage. Um, if it's already higher than that amount, you also have to reduce it by the amount of taxes that you're you're paying. So I agree with you that obviously the way the amortization schedules work, but over a long period of time with that 401k. Most people will not cash out the 401k at any point in time. They'll just let it keep building and they'll pull money off of it. 
So there's a way visually that you can see that you'll not only be able to pay off the mortgage using the 401k and spreading it out over a longer period of time, but you'll also have money left in the 401k. And the reason why is because of the rate. Mm-hmm. Miriam, I well, think in I, this sort of situation, it would be really to your advantage to do a face-to-face with someone who can put these numbers be- before you and your husband. Visually. Visually, yeah. so that you understand that. <clears throat> um, I think that would help, because it, it's hard to do on the radio. And yeah. I think you're understanding in principle some of the pay, some oh, of the, the trade-offs. You yeah. got it. Yeah, um, but it's seeing what where's the sweet spot there. I want to ask a kind of a couple of different questions of you. Are you intending to stay in the, is this your forever home? Well, I didn't want to complicate it by No, that's you. not that's see, a huge question. Line, but I'm glad that you asked. You see, we're thinking if we had 100% equity in this home now, then it would be easier for us to get a loan to buy our forever home because we'd have no debt. We'd be debt-free. And to be debt-free means that we would qualify for a bigger home loan because right now we can't find a home we can afford that isn't in shambles. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Because of this market. Yeah. So really we would like to get into a forever home and, and so we just thought this would be easier. Plus if we did it, we would save $2,000 a month, which we could put aside and use for things like fixing the roof on this one and paying off our smaller debts. And the other thing is, we'd be eligible for a HELOC. So, so much equity in this house means we'd have a line of credit and we'd have that cushion, even if we could never find the house that we want. It just seems like it's advantageous on, on lots of levels, but on the other hand, people are always telling you not to take money out of your 401k. And I see well, what that, you're that... saying, but I think you're... I think you're assuming that seven, five to seven percent is going to be an ongoing pleasure, and I think it's, mm. it's for me. It's I'm 65, also. Sure. I'm just feeling like the stock market between mm-hmm. China, Korea, and Trump. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> there, there is no, there is no perfectly right answer in these yeah. scenarios because you don't obviously you don't know what the future is going to bring. Right. But, the but w- it is enlightening, very enlightening to us to know that. The reason you want to do this is not just because emotionally you like the idea of having your home paid for. You actually have other purposes you want to put that money to. I guess my big question would be on that is that do you have any other retirement assets that you can depend on even though you're in your home? Because the home isn't going to create income for you. So that's the other piece. House rich and cash poor, and I totally understand that. I guess, yes, you're right. The other option, the other thing is you're right. Even if we, if we paid off the mortgage, then even if we couldn't find the house of our dreams that we could afford and the economy goes south, then here we are in a home fully paid and the economy has gone south. And even though our investments have lost a lot of money because of something that happens that we can't, uh, we can't control, at least we didn't yeah. lose the money we put into the house. <laughs> Well, well, here's the thing is that the part of the reason why I asked what type of investor you are is that there's a lot of conservative investments out there that are non-correlated to the stock market, meaning the stock market yeah. will not affect them. Yeah. Um, and with rates rising, the transition to get to those is the most important thing. So you're not hurt because rates are rising with your fixed investments. And there, there's a lot of options out there. I don't hear a whole lot of discussion. It's either just bonds or stocks or cash. 
But in that fixed income world, there's a lot of different options that that you can get to that would exceed uh, that payment on the mortgage. But it's a little different when you're you're talking about equity moves and things like that and moving houses. So, um, but you know, if you wanted to email us, uh, we were going to have to um, uh, go to a break here in a minute. But if you wanted to email us, uh, I'd be happy to go ahead and address any numbers you could give me, and we'll send you something back visually that might help you you guys make the proper decision for yourselves. And then, secondly, uh, just really quickly, I think that taking a look at alternative solutions that might be a mixture of what you're thinking about. Um, taking some money out of the 401k perhaps to bridge over to what you want to do in a, in a new home. If you work that through in a, in a plan, you might be able to see some other solutions that are not so all or nothing and actually would have less risk for you and well, get you to what you really that. want, which is the home that you don't want to be in this home. Uh, I think you need to do your planning around what you really want, which is the home that you want to have as your forever home and open yourself up to some some combinations. That's a good idea, too. I, I can write down your email address now. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, just send it to office at scfinancialgroup.com. And that's our is general. That, is that in Sarah C is in Carol? Yep. Or S- Susan Carter. <laughs> okay. Okay. And would love to be able to help you some more. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for your call, Mary, and we really this appreciate it. This program that we are just now on, this, this particular episode, is this going to be available on your website in an archive at all so I can re-listen? Sure. Yeah, it will be. Uh, I'm not sure how long we leave it up. I think a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Thank you so and much. You Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to go right to Michael and Kirkland, who's been very patient, waiting on a Social Security question. We're going to come to you first, Michael. Um, And then there are some lines open, 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. You listen to Retirement Freedom right here on AM770 KTTH. Shane and Susan, stay with us. We'll come back and answer some more questions. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane and Susan will be right back. Did you know the type of account you open with a financial firm could affect how you communicate with them as well? There are some accounts that require your financial advisor to call you with every investment decision to be made. This includes making a trade on a difficult market day when the advisor recommends to sell a position. If you are not available, then the trade does not occur without your approval. A discretionary advisory account, however, allows you to designate your financial advisor as a fiduciary to make prudent investment decisions on your behalf. This allows the advisor to make decisions during all hours without your direct okay on each trade made. If you would like your advisor to manage the account to do the best of their abilities and not call you during your me time, then give SC Financial Group a call, 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. 
Hi, this is Susan Carter. As a listener to our show, you know that we cover a broad range of topics, and I truly enjoy the live call-ins. We understand, however, that not everyone is comfortable coming on the air to talk about personal finances, and we want to make sure you get your questions answered. Serving our community by providing this educational show is just one way we help. We also offer free financial consultations and provide you a personal retirement analysis at no charge. Feel free to call us anytime during the week if you'd like to have a question answered or request your own personal consultation. The floor is yours. So give us a call at our office, 425-451-2950, or simply visit our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and you can type in your request there. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope we'll hear from you soon. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to Retirement Freedom. I'm Shane Foniger. Susan Carter here with me, listening to us on AM 770 KTTH. And uh, thanks for our callers. We appreciate it. 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We have a couple lines open, but right away, I want to go to Michael in Kirkland. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good morning to you. I guess it's, yep, good. still is good morning. <laughs> yeah, we're just squeezing under the line, so perfect. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being so patient, Mike. We appreciate it. How can we help? Uh, my uh, wife has uh, turned 70 a couple months ago. She is not uh, doesn't have enough credits to sign up for Social Security, but I've been informed that at the time she turned 70, she mm-hmm. could have signed up. Is that, uh, uh, is that accurate or not? So run that by me again. So did you? Uh, where did you get the information? Where did you get that information directly from Social Security? Uh, I have an, uh, an, av- an, an, an uh, investment counselor over at Edwards Jones. He says she, oh. uh, he was. Oh, she needs to sign up. She's seventy years old. Yeah. Well, the reason credit. why is because you, you don't get any more credits, and you're just leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, it's not like Medicare where you're penalized yeah. if you don't hit the certain date range. So, uh, no, I would just go down to Social Security and sign up and, and get the payments going. And they also then have them take a look at a look back of additional money that you would receive based on that age. Mike, Susan, Mike, Mike, how old are you, and have you signed up? Uh, I, uh, I just. Uh, a few weeks ago, turned 32 and a half for the second time. So I just got my Medicare card. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, okay. And, and so you have, I must, are, are you still working or? Yeah, yes, I am. We were okay. going to wait till I retired and then sign her up and get spousal benefits. Okay. But I, I was, I thought, I, I just guess I missed that part about signing up. She could sign up at 70. Yeah, well, the if difference is is it's it's based on the credits and also based upon you signing. It. So, was the original idea was that she was going to sign up and take half of your amount? Was that the idea? The spousal uh, yeah. benefit. The spousal benefit is that that is that where you are? So, uh, yeah. probably what they were referring to is the fact that you haven't gone into Social Security yet and actually signed up for your full retirement age for your benefits. That's my right. guess. Uh, is where he was coming from on that. Uh, because of the new rule changes that happened down a couple of years ago now, uh, Susan, is that what you're? That's what I'm guessing is why he's he's saying this to you. You know what I would do is since you're still working, um, 
I take a, I, I first of all just contact Social Security and find out what her benefit is today, if she ta- if she signs up, and what and when do you turn sixty six? Which is uh, just about a year from now. Okay, so there's a little bit of a calculation there um, because you know it, half of of sixty five is different than half of what you'd get at full retirement, and if you don't oh, need it yet. You know, it's it's worth just understanding what you're getting. What the cash flow combinations yeah, are. You yeah. know, what you're giving up and what you're getting from it. It's not an automatic answer. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Michael, right. uh, if you want to, if you want to email us uh, at the firm, what we'll do is we'll actually take that and we'll, we'll come up with an answer for you as well. Uh, if you gave us just a couple of pieces of information, birth dates, uh, any calculations that you see for you personally so far. I'm not sure if you've signed up at ssa.gov yet. Uh, just for your calculation, uh, yes, your yes, estimate. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, I assume you did Perfect. with the Medicare. So, uh, I would uh, go ahead and and just give us those numbers. What you're able to collect at 62, 60, your full retirement age is 66, and then also the projection for you at age 70. Uh, if you gave us just those numbers, uh, we could go ahead and come back with a more accurate answer right. for you. Right. Yeah. Now, right. I, I just ran into a a, sec, a secondary health hiccup. Um, that uh, I may be, uh, I'm going to try to hang on for another several months, but I might take an okay. take an uh, early retirement by six months. Is I may not be okay. forced gotcha. into it. Well, make make sure so, that your your investment guy does. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. What was that? I have to say that it's just complicating things is what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, what what I would do is I would also make sure that they do a full financial plan for you so you can see the combinations of the cash flow between you and your spouse on Social Security. And especially if you're going to retire a little bit earlier, how you're going to uh, basically take a look at those different cash flows, whether or not it's worth for you to wait until your full retirement age uh, if you're going to retire early. So it's really you're really close to that window so i would say just take a quick look at it so you visually can see what's going on yeah i was looking at some of the uh uh graphs this morning on, on percentages it's only it's only a, a few dollars more or less but um i'm also constrained by how much money you can make while you're right. collecting sure. early retirement versus full retirement exactly yeah, they, they they do take a lot back if you're still working at 65, and you wouldn't want to start your Social Security until yeah. you you s- stopped working. But you're doing the in right your situation. You're doing the right thing, Michael, by looking at those grids so you can see what the effect is. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I agree with my, I agree with Shane that um, make sure your financial plan is really looking at your cash flows, as well as the investment structure. Uh, and it, it takes a little bit of work, but with some finessing, you can make your dollar combination cover you much uh, more effectively. More efficiently. And efficiently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, well, one thing I was surprised that uh, previous to 65, you're only allowed, if you took early retirement, you're only allowed some like uh, $17,000 a year of, of extra work, but it's also based on a monthly income. But after 65, right. it, it jumps up considerably. It's actually at full, it's, it's when you attain your full age that you can, it's unlimited. It's unlimited, yeah. yes. Yeah, well, yeah okay. exactly. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks for the call. And, we appreciate it. And best it. of luck to you with, in your upcoming retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. All right. Yes, I'm, a, I'm buying extra lotto tickets. 
There you go. Well, you might. Not the best odds. Not the best odds. <laughs> well, good luck on that. If yeah. we can help you anymore, let us know. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, 800-465-8770 if you'd like to call into the show. Feel free. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We are live on the morning of June the 2nd. Happy to take your call and answer whatever we can. I want to go right now until we have some more callers coming in. I want to go to growth versus value investing. I want to go back to our white paper that is posted on our website at scfinancialgroup.com. And, uh, you know, in our earlier show, earlier this morning, you may have may have heard us as well on the air, but uh, we were talking about growth versus value investing, and one of the things that did come up was uh, vocabulary. Uh, in the financial business, I believe that we do a very poor job of not allowing ourselves to talk at a very high level at a vocabulary that could uh, be confusing. And the reason why I think we do a poor job is we call the stock market equities. We call the bond market debt. We luckily we say cash is cash. Uh, sometimes we say money market or you know mm-hmm. non-invested assets. Uh, but for the most part, I don't think we do a very good, jo- good job of of making things clear. So, Susan, uh, in I, other words, speaking English, speaking <laughs> not uh, would not it be techie. the Queen's English? I don't know. <laughs> Non technical English. Non technical English, uh, which I understand is what they teach in school these days. But anyway, (laughs) uh, growth versus value. What's the difference? And uh, this is posted on our website at scfinancialgroup.com. And uh, we're going to keep this simple. So, a growth stock is usually when a stock is growing. Bam. Uh, The value stock is when you may think that it's undervalued or that you think that it's fairly valued, but you don't, on a downturn in a market, you think it's fairly priced, so it's not gonna get hit as hard as a growth stock. That's the pricing of the stock. But let's go one step further. Susan, one of the main differences between a growth and a value stock is the dividends. Absolutely. Pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Don't expect your growth stock to be kicking out a lot of dividends. Yeah. The other thing is, as you see, these days in the internet, you can look up almost any stock you want. You can see their price to earnings ratio. Basically what that means is how much do you have to pay for the stock itself and based on how well is the is the company doing for every share that they have on the books, meaning they've you've invested in them, and how well are they doing with your money to get earnings? And a lot of times that is a a, a good indicator between a value stock and a growth stock, which is a value stock would be of a low PE ratio. A, a growth stock would be, uh, you know, we've seen this in a lot of local uh, northwestern stocks, which mm-hmm. is, you know, northwest stocks is. is is the uh, the high PE ratio the growth companies like when Microsoft first started? That's an easy one for people to understand. Yeah, out of history. That's it, a growth. Would it be considered growth anymore? Mm, uh, not so much. Not so much. You and I have the same answer exactly mm-hmm. at the same time. Not pre-planned for all of our listeners. Value stocks low price to book ratio. Growth stocks high price to book, meaning that there's a high price to the actual value of the assets on the on the books. Uh, pretty straightforward. So if they go and the value stock tanks and maybe goes bankrupt and they go through all of those problems, well, they might have more to sell uh, based upon what you paid for it for the stock. Uh, also, value stocks, um, you know, have a high dividend yield like we talked about. 
And a lot of times with growth stocks, there is no dividend yield. You'll just see a little line through it. And you're like, well, that can't be right. Well, that is right because they're keeping all that money to keep the growth going because they're expanding so fast that they need every dollar they can get uh, to keep expansion. Uh, a lot of times in value stocks, you'll see more sluggish sales growth is what they call it. But it's not really sluggish. It's just it's their sales growth. They're on a, a certain pattern that they've stuck to for many years. And it works for them. Well, guess what? The analysts that are tracking it, well, they also expect that. So, I, I would rather they called that, a, rather than sluggish, a turtleish. Turtleish sales growth. <laughs> okay. Slow and steady re- wins We're, the race. <laughs> so you realize sluggish is a better Northwest term. Than turtle-ish. I still like turtleish. Okay, we'll go with turtleish. All right, well, I'll put that in the documents around the office. We'll go with turtleish. Uh, the growth stocks also have a rapid sales growth. So, uh, which would be is the hair. Your, uh, there you go. I knew you were going somewhere with this, uh, meaning the, <laughs> the rabbit. So we'll go with that. Now, what's interesting when you do the comparison is you don't have to have one or the other styles. You can, you can blend value stocks and growth stocks. And actually, if you look back across many years, um, they've tracked the valuations on them and it's almost a mirror image. Or let's suppose that, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're comparing, uh, the ups and downs and they're almost polar opposites, if you will, in the way that they move. It's not that they don't cross over. It's that they tend to operate differently. Now, the one thing I will, ca- I will caution everybody on is the fact that the, uh, when you're looking at value stocks and you're looking at the dividend, uh, yields, uh, meaning how much is on a percentage basis is it paying out on dividends? You got to be careful of the price mm-hmm. because if you see the rising yield, you have to make sure you understand what's going on with the stock because you can get tricked into thinking, "Wow, this this thing must be really doing well." Uh, no, it's exploding. Look at the dividends they're paying. It's really not. Right. Uh, it's on a percentage basis. It could be the same valuation, the same dollar or pennies per stock, I should say. Uh, but you know, so keep a, keep an eye on that when you're doing the comparison between your growth and value. It, this is a topic that comes up. Uh, uh, quite often when things get a little rocky and go sideways. Now, the one thing I will also caution people on is that so far this year, the defensive stocks or the defensive sectors haven't done well, uh, which in the past have been the ones that held value in this type of an environment. So are we at a new precipice now on the stock value <laughs> stock market? I don't know. I have no idea what the future is going to bring. But what I do know is that you have to be careful in falling in love with any part of the stock market that you think is consistent. At the moment in time when you think it's consistent and you can count on it as your go-to place to not have a lot of risk is the moment when it comes back around and just messes up your portfolio because of that false thought. Well, here's a good example that's uh, maybe everyone's thinking we're talking about, you know, falling in love with growth. But you can fall in love with a very conservative approach to the stock market as well. Mm-hmm. And and at, as you were saying to our caller earlier on, watch out in those crossover periods because when you're, you know, when you are just a real steady investor looking at i want to just go with some value some some income i want to keep myself on this side of the road the market can punish you for that yeah you you think you're being conservative but what you're actually doing is taking a just a different kind of risk yeah so you know as we're going forward if you want to try and keep this clear in your mind just think of the stocks that you have that are that pay dividends and the stocks that don't Mm mm-hmm 
The stocks that do are probably value stocks. The stocks that don't are probably growth stocks. That's not always true. You also have small companies that do pay dividends. They're called small cap value. Um, or they have value to them, but they're not huge swings in dividends. You know, you, your old blue chips are the ones that typically have been depended upon for many years to pay dividends. Those are all the big names that you recognize. But like I said, as a warning earlier, is it doesn't necessarily mean that those stocks don't go down in value. So don't fall in love with the dividend rate just because of the fact that your interest rates are so low on the other part of your portfolio and that you don't think that that has any value in your portfolio. Uh, one thing I have learned over the years is the moment that you think that particular part of your portfolio doesn't have value is probably the next year you wished you still had it in your portfolio. <laughs> so uh, be very careful with that. Also, uh, you know, just as an example, uh, I'm going to use GE as an example recently because I think everybody talks talking about uh, GE and what's going on over there and yeah. why the stock has it's gotten hit up or beat up so bad. And lots of buzz on, on lots the media. on that, and that was really based around. The, they're changing and not having solid dividends like everyone was counting on. So the cash flow does matter in a company just like it matters for you in your retirement. Um, if they don't have cash flow, guess what? That probably means you don't have cash flow from it. So be very careful on the way that you're approaching that. Also, I did want to mention too is that when you're looking at these different companies, one of the things that we look at is the overhead price changes versus how much is actually hitting their gross revenue. Now, what I mean by that is you might see all of a sudden, wow, their revenue looks great the next year. They must really be selling a ton. But then when you look at the overhead price, they're just putting a lot of money out into just like this one-time marketing or their administrative staff or maybe their sales guys or whatever the case is. Um, and it's this huge increase in cost also, which means the net number, did it really change it? Uh, probably not. That net number also affects you as a dividend owner. So be very, very careful to not fall in love with just looking at sales numbers. I've seen this from folks who've come in and said, well, you know, I really like the stock. The sales look good. And then we look in a little bit deeper and go, well, that, that's not the whole equation. So be very, very careful. Uh, one other thing, too, Susan, that we see is momentum investing mm -hmm. um, is really growth to the max is what it's called. And the idea of just only going after the most aggressive growth changes in a particular stock. You have to be very, very careful on this uh, is because why is it doing that? What's going on? You have to have a longer run than a week, oh, goodness, uh, which, yes. believe it or not, is part of momentum investing. So when you hear that term, don't make the assumption that it's just momentum when the bull market's there and then you're some defensive position. Uh, you could also turn into a defensive stock uh, owner, even in a bull market, because you're in such an aggressive position. So be very, very careful on which investment style you choose. And be careful that your investment style is matching what you're asking from that. For example, if you're coming up on retirement and you're going to be looking for income out of your portfolio, you've got to make sure Come your portfolio us. is designed for Come it. Come see us. Let us build a retirement analysis for you. It's complimentary. Uh, you can call our office at 425-451-2950. Once again, that's 425-451-2950. We'd be happy to do that. You could also just come in and drop your papers on the desk, and we'll tell you what we think of, of, of everything that you're doing from a financial position. Uh, it's a very wide view that we're taking. So uh, thanks to all of our callers, Susan. We had great calls today. Great calls. And, Thank uh, you. Shane, have a great week off. Um, I'm going to be hosting, and I'm going to have uh, Alex come in and, and co-host for us next week. So we've got some Another fun things to talk about. Started. 
Please Thanks, everybody. Tune in. We'll see you next week. Listening to Retirement Freedom with your hosts, Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group. If you would like to meet personally to discuss your financial and retirement options, call 425-451-2950 to schedule your free consultation. That's 425-451-2950. And be sure to join us again next Saturday morning at 11, right here on AM 770 KTTH for another edition of Retirement Freedom. Securities offered through Cateray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Seattle's right, right choice for conservative talk.